The name of the parable that Charlene read so well is prodigal son. Prodigal means recklessly wasteful or just wasteful. Uh, the younger son is identified as the prodigal son. He's wasteful. He leaves home. He takes the, his share of the inheritance and wastes it on what Jesus calls dissolute living. Um, dissolute living can be defined in many ways. The older brother tends to define it as living with prostitutes. While Jesus never says that, that's how the, the older brother defines it. Apparently that's what he would do if he had the inheritance. That's how he would waste it in dissolute living. Um, what do we waste? What do we waste recklessly? Yeah. We waste time. We waste food. We waste energy. We waste gas. We waste electricity. We waste water. You know, look at our roadsides with just trash. Look at the banks of our rivers with just trash. Our alleys. Yeah. We are wasteful. Sometimes our society is called materialistic. Um, Wendell Berry says we're not a, a materialistic society. If we were, we would, we would value things. We would recycle. We would repurpose. We would restore. We're not materialistic. We're wasteful. Why do we waste? Well, because we can. There's enough to waste. We can also be wasteful because we're not grateful for what we have. We don't appreciate what we have. Now, in the, in the movie, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and this is our second sermon in our series on that movie. In the movie, um, there, there are not two brothers. There's the father, Jerry, and there's the son, Lloyd. And they kind of relate to each other as the brothers in the parable do. And Jerry, the father, is kind of like the prodigal son, the younger son, in that he, he does leave home. When his wife is dying, he leaves home. He, he abandons his family. There is a hint that he has spent that time in dissolute living. Um, his physical appearance looks like he has had a hard life. There seems to be a lot of mileage on his face. And there is a hint in the movie that he has a problem with alcohol, that he, that he drinks too much. He is the younger brother. Lloyd is the older brother, the one who stayed at home, and Lloyd stays at home. He cares for her, his mother as she's dying. He cares for his sister at this time. He, he makes the funeral arrangement. He holds what's left of the family together. He is the responsible, stay-at-home older brother. Now a question often in the parable that Jesus tells us, how do the two brothers relate to each other? 
In the movie, we get a pretty good picture of how the two brothers relate to each other, Lloyd and Jerry. Jerry frequently tries to repair the relationship with Lloyd. Repeatedly, he asks Lloyd for forgiveness. In the, in the, at the wedding, very early in the movie, at, at, this, at the Lloyd's sister's wedding, Jerry tries in a very ham-handed way to apologize uh, to Lloyd uh, to ask forgiveness, and Lloyd will have none of it. And it reaches a point where they get into a fist fight. A couple days later, Jerry visits Lloyd and sees, meets him out in the alley outside his, his apartment building. And again, he, he apologizes for the fight at the wedding, and he apologizes for his life, but Lloyd will have none of it. He just walks away from his father. Lloyd spends uh, time looking out his window for two days where his father Jerry is parked on the sidewalk waiting for Lloyd to come out so he can apologize again. Then there's the scene where Jerry comes into Lloyd's apartment. Lloyd comes home and he sees Jerry's there and he is just angry. What is he doing here? And he's come to apologize. He's come to meet Lloyd's wife and meet Lloyd's son and to introduce Lloyd to his partner, Dorothy. Again, Lloyd will have none of it. And I realized through all of this that Lloyd, what Lloyd is wasting isn't time, isn't things. He's wasting relationships. He is wasting his father. He is wasting, in a sense, his, his wife in the anger that he has around this. He is wasting a relationship with his infant son. He's wasting a relationship with his sister and her husband and with Dorothy, Jerry's partner. In this waste of relationship and of people, Jerry has a heart attack in Lloyd's apartment. And Lloyd just stands there. Other people try to do something. Other people call 911. Lloyd just stands there. He is just wasting his relationship with his father. In the parable that Jesus tells, it says that the younger brother, the prodigal son, came to his senses. He came to himself. He hit rock bottom. 
he realized how bad his life was. He realized the mess he was making of his life, that he wasn't living a truthful life. He came to his senses and went home asking forgiveness. In the movie, we don't know what causes it, but Jerry comes to his senses. He decides to come back to his family and ask for forgiveness. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, Jerry is poor in spirit. The, the younger son is poor in spirit. But theirs is the kingdom of heaven because they know it. And they ask for help. And they ask for forgiveness. Lloyd, the older brother, isn't going to give forgiveness. He's poor in spirit, but he doesn't know it. And he's not at home. He's not at home with his father. He's really not at home with his, his wife. What can be done for Lloyd, the older brother? who is acting like the older brother in the parable. He's just gone off in a huff with his anger. What can be done for him? Enter Mr. Rogers. Yeah. The movie is, is about the relationship of Jerry and Lloyd. It's also about the relationship of Mr. Rogers and Lloyd. And throughout the movie, Mr. Rogers is confronting, is challenging, is probing Lloyd to get him to realize that his father isn't the waste he thinks he is. Lloyd leaves his father the night of his heart attack, abandons his father the night of his heart attack, and leaves his wife to care for Jerry in the hospital. And he goes to Pittsburgh as a way of, I think, escaping the situation, leaving home. And Mr. Rogers is aware of this, and they, they're in a restaurant. And they're talking about this. And Mr. Rogers says, you know, one thing I, I do sometimes is I take just a minute and I think about all the people who have loved me into being. And it's helpful for me to realize all the people that have loved me into being. And I only take a minute. And he said, I'd like to do that now. They're in the restaurant. And he said, would you do that with me? And Lloyd says, no, I'm not going to do that. And he looks around and he goes, God, people think we're nuts. 
And Mr. Rogers says, I, I'm going to do it, and I, I'd like to invite you to do that too. Just a minute, just a minute. And so Mr. Rogers stops talking. He closes his eyes, and Lloyd really has no choice but to stop talking and think for a minute of those who have loved him into existence. And you can see on Lloyd's face his discomfort, but you can also see on the face that he is thinking of people who have loved him into being. And at the end of the minute, Mr. Rogers just says, thank you. I always find that helpful. The next scene is of Lloyd back in New York with his wife walking in a park. And he tells his wife that she and their son are the most important people in his life. And he is sorry for having treated her the way he has and leaving her holding the bag. And he just says, I get angry when I get scared. But he comes home. And then he says to his wife, I have to go see my father. It's the first time he's ever said anything like that. And he goes home to his father. His father welcomes him. And they have very good talks. And they're reconciled. In the prodigal son, in the parable, we don't know if the older brother who goes off in a huff and in anger ever comes to the party that welcomes the younger son back. We never know if the older brother comes home. But in the movie, we do see that the older brother comes home. He comes home to his family. And in the beginning, it is just Jerry and Dorothy. And then his sister comes with her husband. And then Lloyd's wife and son come. And then Mr. Rogers comes. And they're all there for the celebration of this family that has welcomed home both the younger brother and the older brother. Both Jerry and Lloyd have come home to each other. And as they talk around Lloyd's hospital bed that's set up in the living room, you realize that nobody's being wasted anymore. They're all treasuring each other. They're all valuing each other. Jerry is not going to waste his relationship with Lloyd, and Lloyd's not going to waste his relationship with Jerry or his wife or his sister or his brother-in-law. Get the feeling that home 
is the place where people are not wasted. Home is where we don't write people off, where we don't feel insignificant. Home is the place where we feel like we matter. The younger brother comes home. The older brother comes home. Mr. Rogers, throughout the movie, is a person who does not waste people. You know, his songs with the children, you're precious, you're important. His saying, the most important thing I can do is talk to you right now. He's not wasting people. That he prays for people daily. That he calls them. That he says to Jerry, Jerry, pray for me. He's not going to waste Jerry. Mr. Rogers is the person who is actually greedy for the grace and the gifts that people can give him. God is not going to waste people either. That's the point of the prodigal son parable. When Jesus is challenged, why are you eating with those people? And Jesus' response is basically, because I'm not going to waste people. And God doesn't waste people. That's the point of the gospel. God doesn't waste people. Each person is important. Mr. Rogers shows that he doesn't waste people by how well he uses his time to focus on people. Throughout that movie, I think, where does Mr. Rogers get the time to do all this? He isn't going to waste people, so he doesn't waste his time. God isn't going to waste people because God isn't going to waste God's love. The word prodigal has a second meaning. It doesn't necessarily mean always wasteful. It can mean lavish. Mr. Rogers is lavish with his time. God is lavish with God's love. And in that sense, God is prodigal in lavishing love on all. It seems to me that a sense of home, a sense of at-homeness is accomplished and brought about when we are prodigal with our love and prodigal with our time. May it be so.